episode. It's the last podcast for 2020. May your pain be champagne, wishing everybody a wealth, health, and plenty of blessings for 2021. Let's get to it. Hope you all enjoy it. What up, those for the coaches? Your boy Io, aka Azus, just got off Clubhouse. Uh, check me out on there. Join the Clubhouse. We got the Trailblazers versus the Clippers tonight. Today's December thirtieth, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty's hindsight. I've been sipping a little bit. Had a long deck from cold Motor City, Detroit. Let's get it. What up, y'all? Is uh, eleven Trailblazers, eighteen Clippers. First quarter, five fifty-eight, fourteen seconds on the shot clock. Trailblazers ball. Let's tap in. My observations of this game, I really don't have any right now. I just turned the game on as Covington hits a three. Big pickup for uh, Portland. Um, 18-7 or 17-18? Well, wait a minute. No, it was 18, 14 or 18. Trailblazers. Quad does the back cut. I'm trying to do this. I had a little bit to drink on. I'm going to get it together. Kawhi cut without the ball. He's got the mask on tonight. You know, he took about eight stitches on... Sunday, I believe it was Sunday, against uh, his own teammate, Abaka. He's got 21 points. Oh, that was from Sunday. Yeah, 21 points, five rebounds, seven assists. Last time he played. Um, my observations about the Clippers, I, I'm, I'm really like their squad. I mean, they had the 50-point blowout, but they won their last game without Kawhi. Um, and three and one. You're going to get those blowouts. You don't like them, but you're going to get those blowouts. It's good to see Kawhi back. Dame Lillard brings the ball up. Walks him into the half court. Now, you see, when we were talking about Lonzo yesterday, Dame has got purpose. He, he He's staying attacking as Melo pulls up, hits the mid-range jumper, jumper from about 17 feet. And, uh, you know, when Carmelo caught that ball, he had, he had mean intentions. He did a pump fake, took a dribble, shot. That's what we want to see Lonzo do. Kawhi in the post, kicks it back out to Bev- uh, Paul George. Paul George for three. Inside, outside. That's a good set. Clippers run good sets. When they get outside their sets and go, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, you get what happened in the playoffs. As Damian Lillard pulls a deep three, misses, just barely missed. Rimmed out. Paul George brings the ball up court against Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard plays good defense. Paul George loses the ball, gets it back, shoots a three. Buckets. Panties. My boy Rashad would say. McCullough off the curl. Misses Paul George with the uh, ball top of the key against Damian Lillard. Gets the pick from Ibaka. 
Paul George passes to Kawhi for three. Buckets. They better get a timeout. 28-16. Clippers. And that's how you play. That's championship basketball right there. You know, um, the Clippers, you know, I'm not, I'm not betting against LeBron this year. I'm not doing that. Nope. No cap. We ain't doing that. Even though the Clippers look more impressive than the Lakers to me, I'm just not betting against MJ. I mean, LeBron. Because that's where he's at at this point in his prime. Uh, athletically, not in his prime, but he's pretty close. Knows how to control the game. You know, LeBron going to take his four guys and he's going to rock with it. But the Clippers, when they're playing well, are a top three team in this league. And it's important when they're running a triangle with Ty Lue's offense is that they run their progressions, run their offense. And when they do that, they have great sets. They have a lot of options out there. It's in imperative that Paul George remains aggressive uh, when his shot's not falling because sometimes he can be streaky like he was in the playoffs. And he was coming off shoulder injuries, shoulder uh, surgeries. It's important that he, he stays aggressive and attacks. But he made some good points about Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a great coach. But I think Paul George, when he doesn't have it going, you got to get him in this, get these type of players in their spots where they want the ball on the court. And what I notice about the Milwaukee Bucks is Giannis, he gets a lot of his sets of like full bull running up the court. You know, Euro step, slip and slide, try to get to the basket. And I, I don't love that because he opens himself up to an ankle injury or even worse. And what I would like to do is, you know, like the Milwaukee Bucks to do is put Holiday and Giannis in the pick and roll and get the mismatch and get Giannis in the spots. So Giannis, he can just jab step and he can just pull up and shoot it over the guys um, and just show he can hit the outside jumper. That's the key for him is hitting the outside jumper, not necessarily the three. The outside jumper. If he can become a deadly outside shooter, he's going to be phenomenal. He's going to take it up to another level. As Jalen Brown went bananas tonight. He went seven for ten from three, 42 points against Memphis. Charlotte's up 98-69 on Dallas. The Lakers up 102-86 on the Spurs. Damian Lillard, he, he took it to the hole. Got blocked. Zubak with the block. But I love Damian Lillard just being aggressive. It's okay you get your shot blocked. Stay aggressive. You're going to get a foul. Ball can learn something from that. Have intentions. Look at Damian Lillard. Attacks again. He's blocked, but he almost got that through. But he's staying aggressive. Kawhi back out to Mo Williams, Lou Williams, and these Clippers, boy. 
It's levels. It's levels. Rodney Hood with the ball on the left top side. They're going to Carmelo on the top left side. He's box. He's posting up. Oh, Melo. Melo, just buckets. Just buckets. Melo needs to be in his Vinny Johnson stage at this point in his career. Just give you 20-25 off the bench. Lou Williams with the ball up top. Gets it to Kawhi in the post. Kawhi fumbles it. He's out in the three-point line. Iso forces up a shot. Misses. Rodney Hood with the rebound to Damian Lillard on the right side of the court. Kennard, he pulls a 25-footer, misses. Lou Williams with the rebound. Do -do -do Lou in attack mode, buckets, panties, 32-18 trailblazers. And when it's early offense, you know, that's your time to go one-on-one. -on -one. If you don't have it, pull it back out, run your offense. Batoon has been a great addition to this team. You don't need him to be a 1A. You need him to be a glue guy. Hood hits a threes, 32-21. Clippers. Lou Williams off the pick. The curl. Panties again. The Clippers have to be focused. They have to be focused for 48 minutes. There's no taking your foot off the pedal. They get complacent. Damian Litter wide open for three. In and out. He's been off so far. Luke Kennard brings the ball up. Kennard hasn't been playing that good for them yet. But his minutes are very impactful and important because... He's not a guy right at this particular time in his role that's requiring a lot of shots yet. As he gets more comfortable with the teammates and he gets, you know, his rhythm going, I expect him to be a big addition for this team. I know a lot of people don't think he's worth the contract. We'll see. Paul George came off the curl, off the pick and roll, misses a three. Damian Lillard comes up the court in attack mode, layup. Mrs. File in attack mode. We were talking yesterday on the podcast about ball. It's about being in attack mode. If you're like this for 82 or 72 games a year, you're going to get your statistics. You're going to get your good percentages. You're going to have good percentages most nights. Not every night, but a lot of nights. And, you know, layups, free throws get you out of funk. Get you your rhythm. You know, and that's what Jordan was good at. He didn't have a shot that night. He was putting his head down, going to the hole, get 8, 10, 12 free throws, 85% clips. Jackson. I, I just don't love Jackson's game, but whatever. Luke Kennard with the ball. Sneaks his way, kicks it out. He's got to shoot that. 
He put Paul George in a tough spot where he had to put up a shot. He had the shot. He was being too unselfish. Good analysis. Got to take the shot. It's got to be from Ty Lue. I'm telling Kennard, be aggressive. We're paying you money. But he's not forcing the mellow in the box. Ugh. Paul George played great defense on Camelo. Camelo just smooth. Buckets. Panties. Mouse in the house. Mouse in the house. 17 seconds in the game. In the half. First quarter, I'm sorry. Kennard, wide open three. Oh, there it is. Kennard, there you go. Up, fake. Three. There you go, getting it. Look for your shot. You got a shot. Shoot that boy. Damian Lillard, three seconds in the first quarter. Stand aggressive, got the foul. And that's what I was talking yesterday about guys just not making a basketball play, running into a guy and throwing up the shot and referee belling him out. Damian Lillard had intentions, aggressive intentions. And he got fouled, now he's at the line. He's got a chance to cut it to 10. He misses the first one. 25-37 Clippers. Up 12 on Trailblazers, ending this first quarter. I love these Jumpman jerseys that NBA has. MJ should be the logo. We got 3.7 seconds left. Lou Williams with the ball. Throws it up. Air ball. Impressive first half. We'll take a little small chronic bake. We ain't smoking the chronic, but, you know, we're going to just take a little break. Come back to you with some second quarter analysis. Tap in. Yeah, yeah. It's back. I think we lost that content. I got to find it. I'm up here watching the um, – the Clippers versus Portland game, you know, and uh, I'm just trying to tap in uh, every day with my analysis. Uh, yesterday I did the um, play yesterday, man, Pelicans versus uh, Phoenix, and now uh, it was game. So, you know, uh, right now I'm just trying to make it to the fourth quarter. I really need to take myself to bed. I got to get up in the morning and do this workout. But I have had a chance to see about a third of the league play. Uh, I know the Clippers got their ass beat um, by Dallas by 52 points the other day, but I've seen some other blowouts. Um, I think Phoenix won yesterday by 47 over the Pelicans. It's been some blowouts. Uh, So it's, you know, I think this – season is the twilight zone what's your thoughts on the nba so far this year well i think it's it's, it's kind of early right now um you got the lakers who just got new pieces they're gonna give them time to jail in um then you got the nugget who are they start off with a slow start i think they gonna bounce in you got the clippers who are gonna be the clippers because they got Kawhi and Paul George. And then you look over. They look the- good to me. Yes, they Ibaka do. Vodka definitely oh, improved. Oh, yes. And one approved team is, 
I want to say the Mavericks with Luca, and uh, he he could be possibly an MVP in the future. Yeah. And then you look at the East. You got Milwaukee. That's going to be Milwaukee. They've been finishing the last three, four years first, but get knocked out the round, the second round. Then you got Boston, who got new pieces. Brad Stevens, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown is Boston at 30 points per year this season compared to last season. Then you got Miami Heat. They got a squad over there who can possibly give certain teams problems due to their benching and their shoot. And then you got Toronto. You can't sleep on Toronto. You know, they always go. I'm liking – I'm liking Brooklyn and Atlanta so far. I love Atlanta. I mean, they got they just got sleeper teams. teams. I mean, Brooklyn's not a sleeper team, but Atlanta, I like their talent. I like what they've been building on. Yeah, a lot. Well, you watch this. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of a lot of a lot of teams are predicting that Brooklyn's going to be the team to come out the East because of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but. The only way that happened, if you gotta have both a healthy Kyrie and a Kevin Durant going in that playoffs, because I feel like if they both healthy, they can run through anybody in the East. Anybody in the East. I don't see anybody beating Brooklyn. I don't see it no one either. Yeah. Now, if you add, Not, I mean, on the East, in the East, mm-hmm. in the East. Are you watching this game? Which game? Uh, Clippers, uh, Trailblazers right now. What game that? Trailblazers. What channel that on? That is on the NBA TV. 57-44. The Clippers are up. No, I don't. Playing at home. Sorry to break it to you, cuz, but I don't have NBA TV. We we streaming now. You know, we don't got the cable no more. That's been like that for, I've, I, for last I week. stream a lot of my stuff, too. So you don't gotta apologize, especially the boxing matches. I don't pay for the. Uh, but I mean, I I don't know, cause like for some reason, like when I talk and then like all of a sudden I hear you like, "Hey, are you there?" I don't know what like what's the problem, you know? I, I don't. I don't uh, know. Man, it's technology, man. Don't even worry about it. Uh, I'm in Detroit. If you didn't know, I'm in the back in the D for a few weeks. Oh, okay. Well, man. Man, whenever you get the time, man, you know, just come, just come scoop me up. You know, just come scoop me up. Uh, With this uh, COVID, you know, I got to insulate my pop. So, I, you know, I'm in some uh, isolation right now. It's just, I, we in the twilight zone, man. Yeah. This is just weirdest, weirdest stuff ever. Um, uh, you know, I was, you know, back and forth between, you know, New York and Detroit, Atlanta. Yeah, you know, and uh, so you know, just glad to be back home. Went to Sweetwater Tavern. Uh, uh, well, I had it. I had it. Uh, Grubhub, obviously, and then so it's good to be home. But it's cold in Detroit, man. It's cold in the D. Oh yeah, I mean, we just I got. got it. Two, I forgot. We we just got like two, three inches of snow last night. Then the rain came in this morning. The just to sweep that all away. And then you got uh uh how can I say this? You got 2021 coming in in two days. And I and, and by by the way, cuz 
I just want to tell everybody out there, everybody out there that has not been paying attention to the COVID and where Dr. Fauci and them are them saying, just because it's 2021 does not mean this COVID is going to walk away. It's getting worse. 2021, yes. I know everybody like, oh, 2020 been a bad year. I agree. It's been bad. It's been terrible. Been losing uh, loved ones. And I want to send my condolences out to the people who lost a loved one to the COVID-19. But Facts. 2021, just because it's a new year, doesn't mean the COVID-19 going to walk away. It's getting worse. Wear your mask. I don't know why it's so goddamn hard to wear your mask. Wear it. You see other countries over there, like Australia and all them, they listen to their, their whoever control over there. They have no COVID cases. I don't understand. America, I'll tell you this. America is hard-headed. You can even agree with me this, cuz. We got, they are hard-headed. Like, come on. Wear your mask. I've been in three states, and I gotta tell you, I see mostly everybody wearing a mask. 330 million people. Just hard. Just hard. Yeah. Every state's like a different country. Uh Uh-huh. UK's having problems. India's having problems. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. you know, Canada, they're up and down. They're, they have it pretty much under control. But when you have 330 million people, it's up to the people. Yep. The president can't save you, whether it's Biden, Trump, Barack. Government cannot save you. You got to be responsible mm-hmm. um, and uh, just try to, you know, just be responsible and do, do, do your due diligence. The mask sucks. I don't like wearing them. Um, I'm not anti-vaccine, but I'm not getting a vaccine. And, you know, just do what's best for you and your family and just be responsible citizens so we can all get out of this. Dr. Fauci, I think he's all over the place. He makes a lot of good points, but he's like us and he's a scientist. He's on it's on the fly. And he he has the right to change his opinion on things. And uh, so respects to him. I think he mostly means well, but I think he's tied tied into the pharmaceutical industry. So I think he he has. uh, It's hard to trust everything he says because he's tied in with a lot of the pharmaceutical companies as a businessman. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just wrong that he is uh, governing uh, thought. And he's, he's kind of like conflict of interest, even if his conflicts are noble. But I, I want uh, everyone, with that being said, to just listen to common sense and try to wear your mask as much as you possibly can, humanly possibly can and protect your loved ones. And I mean, that's our vulnerable populations, our parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles. And I'm with you because I feel you on that. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And you're right. Like, he does have conflict of interest, Dr. Fauci. But 
there's like you said, there's there's certain points that he nailed it on. But the thing, the thing, and you're absolutely right about a choice. It's up to the people if they want to wear these masks, these masks or not. But you also putting yourself at high risk of getting COVID. I think the key thing is not so much the mask to me. I think that's important too. But I think most people, for the most part, isn't hard to be social without the mask. I think where it's not even a blind spot, but it's a blind spot in terms of the media is when we are going to our friends and relatives' house and we're in the house and we're exposing our vulnerable population. I think a lot of the spread, especially in the winter months, is coming from that. Thanksgiving, Christmas. You know, I think, you know, you can just look on social media, Instagram, and look at Insta stories and, you know, families all around and it's, you know, oh, she good or, you know, certain things like that, you know, and it's, I think, got to make sure you get in your social quarantine bubble and, you know, make sure, like, I don't, I don't want to expose my dad to too much, you know, you go to the grocery store, masked up, but, you know, very particular who I have at the house. I haven't had anyone at the house, but if I do, you know, I let them know, stay upstairs. We open the window turn on the humidifier and you know when they leave you know I kind of disinfect clean up a little bit no and uh you know we got relatively big house here no I mean but you know you you hit the nail on the head I can't go against anything you said you know I have my opinions on it but that's what it is opinions are like assholes we all have it yep (laughs) and uh, it's a lot of (laughs) but it's a lot of common sense out here you know, as as Damian Lillard hits a three in his uh, 54-69 Clippers, man. What do you think? Of, I want to tie back to that conversation, but just let's put a bookmark on it. What do you think about Portland? Um, I tell you this, I, I man, I respect the living hell out of Damian and CJ, but there are one piece away from getting in over that hump. Now, Pre. like, you got Damien CJ. These guys gonna put up what Damien, we know what he gonna do. Especially when he out on that court. They're the best backcourt in the league right exactly. now. Maybe John, I, maybe uh, Westbrook and then Bill got something to say about that. And obviously, Clay and Curry and Clay gets back, but right now they're the best backcourt in the league. Exactly, I agree with that. But we know we everybody knows, even Portland fans, y'all know what Damian Lillard is going to do. CJ, As CJ hits a three right on call. Back to back threes. Look, CJ, er, see, I was, I like, I read the blog, man, and yeah. the one thing that I always hear. Damian Lillard 
going to be a Portland Trailblazer for the rest of, of his career. I don't. Oh, Mo Williams, he's a three. Yes, I'm listening to you. Go ahead. And I asked, I asked that question myself. Now we see players like LeBron. Uh, who who else? Who else? The top star, Kevin Durant. All these guys switched teams because they wanted that ring. They wanted the ring. That's that's what people mostly going at nowadays. Do I feel Damian Lillard? Different era than I grew up in. Well, I mean, how can I say this? Damian's going to win him a ring. But will it be with Portland? Uh, I don't want to say no, and I also don't want to say yes. But Damian, man, he deserves it. And in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be with Portland. I just don't think it's going to be with him. I think he won't have to go with another team, or you got the manager up there, you got the front office in Portland and say, hey, we could go get you James Hart. Uh, get, get James Hart. Some top superstar to go with him and CJ. I just think if they... They're going to have to give up CJ to get... That, you know, you know, Houston's going to want CJ. Or, yeah, and they're going to want at least three, four-round picks. And cash consideration, but if I'm Portland, you wait. You see what the free agency market in 2021, in June possibly, or later, like they did in November 2021. You look at the free agency market and you say, if I'm Damien, I'm going to the front office. I say, look, me and CJ, we doing work. Y'all know me. I'm going to put up 40, 50 points a game. CJ going to put up 30, 30 points a game. But I need a guy who will also put up 30, 40 points a game. And I think Portland will be real dangerous. I think they'd be real dangerous. And I, I think they could compete with the Lakers, the Clippers, those guys. You know? So, but I, I expect to live in hell out of Damian CJ. Them boys are balling. I, you know, no hating on them too. They're balling out, you know, and hey, you know, you got to respect their game. Well, Kawhi Leonard will be a free agent after this year. And uh, I don't expect Kawhi to lead the Clippers, but if he does, I will, if I'm Portland, I'll make a strong push to get him. I don't know how the salary cap works for them. They got room to get them. But, you know, I think that's a piece. Um, James Harden, I think they have to give up too much to get him. If you can't keep CJ, I don't think it's worth it. But I would trade CJ for James Harden. Because Portland doesn't really play any defense. No, they don't. Um, they don't. So what difference does it make? And James Harden is an upgrade. The problem is you worry about the chemistry between him and Dame. But I think Dame can play with anybody. He's aggressive. Um, 
Portland is a player away. I don't know what that player is or who it is to be available, but it's on CJ and Dame and Melo. And uh, who was it, Nurkic, Nurkovic, to 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 step up? They have enough. They have some of the best talent in the league. They got Covington, and they have enough. It may need to be a change at the coaching position. I think their coaches are very good coach, but it just might need to make a change. And you know, Mark Jackson. There, I throw that name out there. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, they might need to change a head coach. But I think they got enough. LeBron is a problem for them right now. I don't think they match up well with the Lakers. They don't. Uh, Dallas, I don't think they match up well with Dallas. But they, uh, you know, Luke is such a phenomenal player. He's a once-in-every-20-year player. Um. <laughs> They're, 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 I think they miss like a Chris Paul. I think that's a player or a K, Kevin Durant or a, um, a prime Mello. Uh, although Mello plays very good his role with them, but a prime Mello I think is a lot better for him. Um, or they need to incorporate Mellow more in the offense and see what Mellow has. I don't know. Mellow might still have a lot more in the tank than we know. I believe in Portland, and uh, I'm going to tell you this. If the chips fall right for Portland, they could be in the finals. But everything's got to fall right. The matchups and the playoffs, the regular season, they have the talent, they have the ingredients. But are they willing to play defense and run good sets? And and you you made a you made some pretty good points. Like you said, you said all the right things about what Portland needs and who the matchups that they have. Like right, I don't see Portland beating the Clippers or the Lakers. I don't see like neither one of them. I mean, see Portland beating neither one of those teams. Could they beat Phoenix? And wait, and speaking of Phoenix, that's a team that. Well, I now nah, I tell you this: I'll be on Twitter a lot, and yeah, I see you. You're active on Twitter, bro. Yeah, and Puzzle? it's 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 this one Twitter account. I'm not gonna say his name. He's like, I'll go ahead, call him. His out. name is Pat Nation eighty seven, Alex. And he's a like a diehard Phoenix Suns fan. Like I see his tweet, he retweeted, and that's loyalty. And I remember I told him I don't know I I can't remember how long it was ago, but I told him like, look, y'all got Devin Booker and Alton, and y'all just got Chris Paul. Chris Paul gonna throw the rim out. I said y'all gonna be good. But is it going to be your head head coaching change, scheme-wise? What is it? Because Phoenix got talent. They got three guys on that floor that's talent. Alton Booker, who I think ain't fully in his prime yet, 
He's going to get there. I mean, I, I believe he's already there. It's just that that peak got a break. And I feel like Booker got that. Alton. Yeah, if if, if Alton can stay healthy, eight, eight, my fault. Sorry. <laughs> eight. No, I'm sorry. There's so many new players in the league. I was struggling with that yesterday. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Aiden, if he can stay healthy, this guy can ball. And then you got Chris Paul. You just the consummate professional. But Crow- let me tell you another guy. And I'll just throw this back to you. Crowder. A man's a man, a true professional. Miami. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Like he, him. He, he's a... They lost a key component to their team. Yeah, he a baller. I took a step back with losing him to me. He's a glue guy. Yeah. I well, I I I tell you this, James James Crowder, man. I mean, the the, the guy's a baller. I mean, and you look at that that Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. He ball. Now you can look at. He's not scared of LeBron. He's not. He ain't scared of no one. He can't guard. He not. He can't guard LeBron, but he makes LeBron compete. Uh, you got. But look. But if you if you if you look back at the Eastern Conference Finals, and I'm gonna tell everybody, I did pick Boston to beat Miami and seven. That's your squad. That's your squad. That's your squad. Though. So yeah. I did pick Boston in seven. I didn't say six, but Miami. They came out and they shocked everybody. And you gotta give them credit and, and credit to Pat Riley. He he knows how to draft. I mean Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, them boys just playing like MVPs. Especially Tyler Hero. Adebayo, uh, Adebayo, the center. You got Jimmy Butler, but Tyler Hero. That was the guy. That was the guy that was putting up MVP numbers. Against Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, one Boston player could stop him, or Duncan Robinson. You know, but that w- it was one game where Duncan Robinson didn't play well, but Tyler Hero, he came out uh, game six and he balled it and eliminate Boston, and you gotta get him credit. You know, mm. you got you got to give him credit and. Uh, hey, cuz uh, got a shout out LeBron James, happy 36th birthday. Uh, goat, oh, yeah, Tiger Woods, happy birthday. Goat, is it Carson Wentz's birthday yes. today? Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to Carson Wentz, December 30th. Uh, it's uh, you know, it seems to be a very good day, celestial. Um, for some goats, uh, not that Carson Wentz a goat, <laughs> you know, put him in Tiger Woods and LeBron, yeah. but he's he's yeah. he's a he's a top tier quarterback because that's when um Denver didn't have a quarterback earlier a few weeks ago. We learned that garbage quarterbacks are very good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when we the quarterbacks we like is not that good. He is good because they. Did not have a quarterback, and it it was like, oh, okay, a third string quarterback will at least got fourteen points. Yeah, true, <laughs> and, and, and and not only that. Speaking of Carson Wentz, how is Philly gonna get out that big old contract they gave him a few seasons ago? 
I mean, if if you go Love. if you go to spoke track, I tell you why. Or, uh, not to cut you off, cause like if you if you go to spoketrack.com and you type in Carson Wentz contract, your eyes gonna be blown, and you are gonna be like, dang. I think I think you trade Matt Stafford for Wentz, but but look at the cap hit though. So even. Yeah, the Lions don't want. I think. I think you got to go in. You got to let Matthew Stafford go. The boy is a goat. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody say. Matthew Stafford is. You know what? He can go to the Patriots. He can go to the Patriots. He can go to uh, Philly. uh, Philly. He could go to uh, Denver. I think. I think the uh, Broncos are like like uh, what you call it uh, as a quarterback that rookie. Out of, uh, How many games did the Lions win last year when Stafford got hurt? Was it three? I think it four? was four, four and twelve. And they didn't win another game when he got hurt. How many games did we win this year? Zero. No, I know we won. How many with, with oh, Stafford? With How Stafford, many games the Lions y'all won? Five games. Five games. So they won five. And I think they're the worst franchise in football. I think they're the worst franchise in sports besides the New York Knicks. And uh, I think they're a joke organization. I always tell Stafford is worth seven games. He didn't get it this year. But Matt Patricia, sorry, should not have been a head coach. Um, I'd rather have Harbaugh from U of A. I agree with that. And I, I, I would consider – would Harbaugh take the job? Well, I, I I agree with that. And here's another question. Here's another thing I'm gonna hit on the market. If Lion gets Jim Harbaugh, Matthew Stanford stays. He stays because he, he stays. stays. Because this remind me when the 49ers drafted Alex Smith back in 2005, and then. Okay. He stayed there. He kept getting hurt. His stats was bad. But then Jim Harbaugh comes in and was like, told the front office, like, wait a minute. I want to keep Alex Smith. I want to keep him. So they kept him, draft Colin Kaepernick, and then out of then out of nowhere, Alex Smith had a having a phenomenal season. And went went thirteen and three, beat New Orleans, and uh, but lost to the Giants in the, in the NFC Championship. That's when Patriots and Giants played in the Super Bowl forty six. So yeah, for sure. If I'm if I'm the Lions, the Lions should consider Kaepernick too. Here, she, gonna if, trade. And, and, and you know what? what I'm a, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get on Kaepernick later. And I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say something real negative about the NFL. Even though I love watching football, but you have to be realistic about that league. And I'm pretty sure because you know this yourself. But let's let's talk. Let's get back to Matthew Stafford. You got Matthew okay. Stafford, who I feel needs a fresh start somewhere else, unless Jim Harbaugh comes. He'll win a Super Bowl somewhere else. But he'll be in the playoffs. Oh yes, for sure. He'll be a huge for sure. But in another nope. thing. Who Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Stafford best arms in football? I agree with that almost definitely. 
Matthew Stafford got an arm. The only concern about him is he can't stay healthy. He has not been healthy well, he, since he got the last two seasons. No, no, no. He has not been healthy since he got drafted back in 2009 from the University of Georgia. So, but if you look at Matthew Stafford, he never had a running game either. Yeah, that's 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 true. And but if you look at Matthew Stafford's stats. You'd be like, he's damn good, and he is. He's just not with the right organization. He's just not with the right organization. And, and us Lions fans, we, we, we oh, I have my, one of my, my family members, you know, oh, Sejan, big show. Oh. You know, he was, like, Matthews, he was like, Matthew Stafford, you don't like him. But I'm like, dude, you know when this dude didn't play? Shout out to Big Show. We love you. But, you know, when he didn't play, the Lions didn't win another game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, let's just keep it a, a buck. You know, it, it, you know, this, you know, he's the best quarterback we ever had as an organization. Oh, yeah. But salute to Tom Brady because what Tom Brady's doing at the – we're the same age. Practically, yep. what he's doing at his age and what he's done to that organization with no preseason, it's phenomenal. Well, I, I, I tell and, uh, not not to cut you off, guys. Uh, no, go ahead. The, the, here, here's the thing: all from the last three, four seasons and going up into the, at the end of the 2019 season, will Brady succeed without Belichick? Can he play? Uh, well, the same way he played for 20 years in Belichick's system and Bruce Aaron's West Coast offense system. He proved everybody wrong because everybody thought Tom Brady was a system quarterback. He just proved that and, and nobody... One second, I just want to say it's 82-57 Trailblazers 82. with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Go for it. Go for it, cuz. Man, that, that's another Wait, did you say 8257? Yeah. <laughs> no, go finish your point. That's a good point. You Wait. But, you know, I'm doing the, the play by play on this game. I just want to let the people hear. What? But, but. Oh, my God. 8457. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Kawhi. Look, I like. I understand one. you're doing an analyst. <laughs> I understand you doing an analyst on that game, but Portland got that in the bag, man. They got that in the bag, but no. This the Clippers, man. We love the Clippers, but they have choked. Shit. Do you think this the reason Doc Rivers left? They ain't playing as well. Nah. We, we, look, they're gonna be a good team. Ah, uh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a good oh, yeah. coach. They, but sometimes you just need a new voice and a new scheme. But go for it. You were saying about hey, Bruce Aaron and Bruce Aaron and, and Bruce Brady. Aaron's West point. Coast offensive system with Tom Brady in it. He's playing well. You know, there's no quarterback in NFL history at that age that played that put up those type of stats. He got 36 touchdowns. Was it? I think 36, 34, 36. Um. And he got almost he got four thousand yards, four thousand plus yards. Now, Bruce Arians, on the other hand, I do feel that there was kind of tensions between them two, him and Brady, because Brady is which is good. I don't knock it. I think that's yeah. good. I like I like. Tennis. Oh yeah, but then 
You don't hear about it no more because Brady's playing well. Winning cares all. Exactly. Brady's playing well. Winning cares all. So, over in the other hand, over in New England, that's still my team. I hate that they struggled as much, but got to be realistic. I think they'll be all right next year with Cam another year under himself after the injury. I still believe in I, be, Cam. I believe in I believe in him too. And if you look over at Twitter hashtags Pass Nation, you'll be seeing like a lot of Patriots fans want Cam going. I tell you this, you can't blame that all on Cam, and here's the reason why. No preseason. No preseason. No pre-season. When you got most of your players off injury. Yeah, yeah, you got injuries, and when you got players. Opting out on your defense that you last season finished number one in overall defense, the New England Patriots, and then you got Belichick that did not give Cam Newton weapons, and the weapons got even worse this season than last. So, you know, OTAs, you need, you know, you gotta, yeah, you gotta give uh, Belichick is a goat coach. I'm not going to be one of them folks to say, oh, like Skip. Not like Skip. I'm not going to cap on Skip. Skip makes some great points. Sometimes he is hyperbole with him, but that's all of us, right, on these social media platforms. Um, Belichick and uh, Brady was a great combination. It was a great marriage. And um, Bruce Arians is not a slouch. He's not. By no means. He's not a bad not. coach. And so Brady's had great coaches. That's the commonality. And a coach is only as good as his players. I think I believe in Cam. I don't think he's washed up. He hasn't played particularly well this year. But the Patriots, they're in the, they were in the rebuild. And if I'm, I'm Belichick, I give Cam another go. And uh, it's an MVP. Yeah. I, uh, you know, and, and you, I think, you, I think you keep it going, and, and Belichick proved that you can win with this guy. Build this team around him. Get some OTA, OT, you know, get some OTAs. Is that the right yeah. terminology? And uh, eighty-eight sixty with nine minutes to go. Clippers up. Paul George hits a three. But yeah, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm totally. And you know you what? And, and, and not only that, not only that, New England got the four, fourth most cap space going into the 2021 offseason. We had 61 million, could possibly be more because we don't know what Belichick going to do. But I do know, after 17 years of being a Pats fan, this man does not sit around with that much money. Because the last time he had this much money, and this was back in 2017. He got Stefan Gilmore. Least I hate that he got hurt, you know. But mm-hmm. overall, New England was not a good team to see. And I have to admit that, you know, I stay loyal to him. Do I feel like they should give Cam Newton another chance? Yeah, but if you ask if you up. 91-62, the Clippers. Eight minutes ago. Uh, and who they playing against Portland? You know what? Portland. Portland's missing a Jay Crowder. Oh yeah. That's who they're missing. And I, I think I, I feel like this. Portland is there. And we talked about it earlier. 
be just one piece away, uh, another superstar away, because the way this era uh, of basketball is going, you you got to see team ups, and the only coach that did not need superstars to win five championships. I don't even need to say his name. I think you know his name too. Greg Greg Popovich. That's the GOAT head coach. He has superstars. But, he has superstars he, though. Ten, uh, Tony Parker, Genovi, and those, Duncan, the greatest power forward of all guys. time. And Robert Orr and then Kawhi. I get you. I'm with you. I, but I here, here's the that. thing. I don't dispute that, but he's he they they've had some they didn't have to go recruit I, that's guys. what that's what I'm talking about. I know what you're Duncan, saying. Duncan Parker, Ginobili, he got mm-hmm. those guys from the draft, not from other teams. And did and he won five championships with those guys. You know, five five of them. I think he won four with Ginobili. Uh I mean Ginobili or Parker, he was one of them. But you gotta give George Hill, who George Hill, you got uh now you can put you know What's my guy out of Phoenix? Well he was Phoenix for years. Uh uh big key player against uh Miami when they beat Miami. The big fella. Oh, I can't think of his name, man. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Um what's it uh that's you know, Greg Popovich, like he's well respected around the league because of what he does on court. We really don't know what he does off court because he's, he's private, you know. But on court, like this man know how to drive. She would like we said, you know. Yeah, he does. That does. R.C. Boop Buford, yeah. those guys. And uh, you. Yeah. Let me you, add. You you Go ahead. you look at. San Antonio, they didn't need no, they didn't need that. Oh, we gotta go and get this bird from this league. You had Greg Popovich, who said, "No, we're not going to get no other superstars on the team. We got a team in, in inside this locker room, and it results in championships." So, uh, you know, I think Popovich is the goat of the NBA head coaching wise. From a head coach perspective, he's a goat. And uh, hmm. I'm I'm biased. Popovich is there to me, the greatest coach, in my opinion. And I know titles separate everybody, and I'm not going to do like LeBron can win seven titles, and I would say he's the best player, all around player of all time. But the the greatest player I ever seen play yeah. with MJ, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So, like Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes may be the best quarterback of all time when his career is over, but the greatest quarterback I've ever seen to this point is Tom Brady with Joe Montana a close second. So. My point in saying all this is just Chuck Daly, for me, is one of the best coaches of all time. And I think he revolutionized the game. The game that we see today with the stretch center, with Bill Lambeer shooting the three, 
didn't have much of a post game, but he was more of a poor man's um, Djokovic for Denver. Uh, he could rebound. He's physical. Um, they had a three guard. They they play small ball. They oftentimes play Isaiah, Joe, and Vinny. That small ball. Um, they had a Guire who could stretch the floor. Um, they had John Sally who was a great player who get, doesn't get his credit that he deserves, and it's a true, true activist for our community because he had the recreational basketball when I was young. He lived in Detroit, lived down. He lived less than a 10, 15 minute walk from my house in Detroit. That's John Spider Sal, the GOAT Dennis Rodman. He was weird. <laughs> we, we get that. Vinny, uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, who's worth over $300 million right now, uh, go Google it, is one of the most intelligent teams um, Jack Mikowski, I got to give a shout out to him, but I wouldn't disagree with you about Pop. You know, oh, gotta give yeah. Phil his pop props, and I got to give Pat Ryle, Pat Riles his props. You know, I, I definitely want to shout out Mark Jackson. He got uh, even though Steve Kerr is a phenomenal coach, I will not take that away from him. But Ticky TV was saying something on his YouTube channel that I think is valid. This is year is we where we see how well of a coach Steve Kerr is and how well of a superstar Steph is. I expect the Warriors to make the playoffs. I'm sorry. You got Steph out there. You got Wiseman. He looks like the next Tim Duncan. I expect them to be competing for that eighth, ninth seed, at least that play-in game, and yeah. I'm okay with that. And uh, Steve Kerr is a great coach. He's competing for that eighth, ninth seed, just like Pop is every year. And, you know, so – but for me, it's Chuck Daly, and that's a bias. Oh, he's yeah. The He's the GOAT coach. Oh, yeah. I, I, I – hey – and rest in peace, KC Jones. Oh, yeah. KC rest in Jones. peace, KC. Man, a big baller won championship with Boston. And Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. A player, Man. Hall of Fame coach. And I hate. Smooth. Oh, yeah. I hate that he like passed him. away. You know, I said my condolences to the KC Jones family. You know, y'all. Oh, yeah. And, and Heisman. From Boston, you know, <laughs> hating him as an announcer because he was yeah. so freaking biased. He used to do the CBS yeah, announcements, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but he was a but goat. I, He's a but, goat. What was I about to say? Uh, speaking back, now, I, I got to get on about Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. I, I, I knew there was something else I got to talk about. Now, I'm going to circle yeah, back to I'm sorry, the NFL. Back. I, I can say there was a positive thing about Colin Kaepernick. But I'm gonna talk about the NFL. Here's the thing: I, I, I'm, I'm a, mm-hmm. I don't want to get off fil- unfilter on it, but I love watching. No, get unfiltered. This is the photo culture. We pump I V T H E K U L T U R E. The I V Roman numeral is the pumping the life back into the culture. 
speak your piece. Okay, I wanna I, I just wanna get on the NFL and I'm gonna first shout out well ain't gonna be no shout out. Roger Goodell. We got this bitch of a of a NFL commissioner that hmm, who and I'm also gonna get mm-hmm. on the thirty two owners. Y'all some bitches too. Because mm-hmm. y'all don't want to vote in men. Y'all don't want to give them all that power. Y'all don't want to set up that CBA. They give him all that power. I don't know about the new CBA they just did this past before the season started. But I'm going to get on these owners too, including you, Robert Kraft. You ain't out the woodwork too. Here's my thing on them. Y'all gave this bitch, Roger Goodell, too mm-hmm. much power. So under your CPA, if somebody got caught smoking weed lease, they now made it legal. They now made it legal for marijuana to be smoked. So you looking at Roger Goodell and you you just tell myself, and you any other NFL fan to know this, the man got to go. And if you ask any NFL fan around, they know this bitch gotta go. Because he wasn't right on the Ray Rice situation. I, I still don't respect that. Like, you pretend, you you pretended like you did not see what Ray Rice did in that elevator to his now wife. You you pretend you pretend like you that didn't know. Facts. Facts. You covered it up, and then covered you had one of the hotel securities and then whoever that they sent the sheriff and I mean told the judge, like, wait a minute. I gave Goodell the tape way before he had a meeting with both Ray Rice and his wife. But you went into Ray Rice's face, pretend like, oh, uh, I didn't see the tape, but when I get the tape, it's going to be permanent action. You seen the tape already, dumbass. You you already seen the tape. And then you suspend this man. Mm-hmm. You suspend this man. He fought it. He won. Because that 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 piece of evidence that was in court was like we showed him the tape way before it happened. Mm-hmm. And then, but I don't respect from Ray Rice spitting on her and knocking her out at the elevator when there's cameras around. You shouldn't even put your hands on a female anyways. So mm-hmm. there's only one reason why Ray Rice is not in the league, but I also don't appreciate what Goodell did to try to play it off. Another one with Adrian Peterson, with him whooping his child. What you think, what you expect from him, he a father? Mm-hmm. You think he's going to let his kid do whatever the fuck he wants? No. You got to put discipline mm-hmm. in the kids. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that. And he whooped, he whooped his kid. So oh. then... Let me then, and then go ahead. According to the, 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 the negative narrative media who ain't always write about their stories, they just write the story for a check, a false story. They come mm-hmm. around to oh he beat his child with a belt, mm-hmm. he he child abuses kid. Roger Goodell took that in action, suspend mm-hmm. this man. Then you got uh What's what's his name that used mm-hmm. to play for the Eagles? I I can't remember his damn name. He he uh lied in Adrian Peterson 
Right. No, no, not Riley, Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper. Um, he's he now the president. On a, in a, in a field. he used to play. For the... Not talking. Not, not you talking about, you talking about talking the about coach former or player who's now the president of the NFL. Um, he used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you got uh, me. I, I I forgot his name, but he lied to Adrian Peterson's face, talking about, "Oh, you're gonna get off this." You know, don't expect no suspension. But then the man gets suspended because you gave Roger your bitch ass that much power. You know? Oh yeah. Can I can I say this, Cuz? I agree with you. Where I have to part ways with you is he makes he has a billion dollar industry mm-hmm. and the owners make a ton of money. He's doing their job. And that's the oh, yeah. that's business. That I agree with. And, uh, oh, yeah. He's trying to... And I'm going to give Roger Goodell some credit. He is trying to become a lot more progressive. I'm not... I, I respect people for changing the error in their ways when none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. And we can criticize the past. In the past, it's a canvas that we get to criticize forever. But I do judge you on the merit of are you learning from your mistakes? And Although he's made a ton of mistakes, um, the owners are not going to get rid of him. Oh, he made yeah. them a boatload of cash. I mean, me and you could be the commit. Me and you could be commissioner. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot more nuance to that. The loans we we can fuck up well, the I loans mean, they get in the bag. You, you know? Right. <laughs> you know, it's white privilege. I was talking about that in my podcast with Stan Van Gundy yesterday. Stan Van Gundy, time has passed him up. He was a great coach for Orlando Magic. He should not be the Pelicans coach. I'd rather have Alvin Gentry or Mark Jackson. But white privilege is a real thing. And to my white listeners, don't take offense to it. We all have certain privileges. We all take certain privileges. But acknowledge your privilege. Exactly. You don't have to apologize for it. But Stan Van Gundy is a product of white privilege. A dominant society, and so is Roger Cadell. But he's trying, and I'm gonna give him that. He's made oh, yeah. some mistakes, particularly the Colin Kaepernick thing. I think there's 32 owners, but I'm gonna also put that on mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick. When you are not at your elite level that he was, and he was a great quarterback. There are consequences for things we do. I'm a Pan-Africanist, so let me just make that clear. But I'm also understand business. When you're not at the elite level, if he was Aaron Rodgers, you think the NFL would have capitalized on blackness. They're culture vultures. The NFL, hip-hop, NBA. NBA put Black Lives Matter on the fucking bubble floor but how many GMs and executives are black 
the league is compelled of over 70% black players. But how many of the of the GMs are are black? It's not 70%. It's not 50%. Uh, it, it's real low. That's, that's yeah. on cap. That That's on cap. And the NBA oh, yeah. is a progressive league. True. You know what I mean? Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that? Right? So it's a lot of blame to go around. So, But it's a business. We have to understand that. So from the pro-blackness side, I'm with Cap. But from a business standpoint, he didn't handle it right. I don't care what Dr. Umar Johnson says or any of them. Like, this is not cooning. This is just a – things are a business. Now, at my job, if I want to take a two-hour lunch break and say I'm doing it for Black Lives Matter, I mean, I'm going to get mean, fired. You're right. Like, you, <laughs> you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just about, you know, and, 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 and that's because I don't own thing. I would have loved to see Cap go to the CFL and stick it to the NFL. If he'd have dominated, which he would have, I believe that in my heart. It would have been the biggest indictment on the 32 owners. But Kaepernick doesn't post his workout videos. He barely speaks. I can't even fucking, I can't not defend him and I can't even criticize him. There's nothing to say for Cap. He doesn't post videos. He barely speaks. He lets his girl do the talking. You know what, That's not alpha. Right, man. I, I, you, you basically, basically said most of what I was about to say. But hey, you nailed it right there. I don't even need to talk about it no more. But he the guy, but we love Cap. Salute to Cap. I got the Cap jersey, got the San Francisco jersey. I bought it out there oh, in yeah. Oakland with my shorty. We not together, but she got me mm-hmm. the jersey. And I love Cap for what he stands for. Radicalness, pushing that line. But the NFL and things are a business. And the, and we gotta understand that. It's great to be a pro-black, pan-Africans, but we do have to draw a line and understand mm-hmm. business. We have to understand that. And if Cap, if Cap was doing that when he was a Super sure. Bowl quarterback, he would be in the league. Mm-hmm. That's the hypocrisy, right? Well, I... But the problem with the NFL was we didn't have Tom Brady, who I love, he's a GOAT. Aaron Rodgers sort of st- st- pushed the line... Just slightly, but not enough. We didn't have, and I'm not for or against kneeling at all. I don't care either way. But we didn't have the white players kneeling. But in the WNBA, you had the white women players kneeling. And if a white prominent player had took a knee, it would have meant much more than anything Kaepernick would have done at the height of it. Just to say that I'm here for my NFL compadres. My, I'm here to let the NFL know that I'm not here for, for the nonsense. I work at a company just, you know, out in Silicon Valley and I work for a company in Atlanta over the, in the over my career. And I've seen white progressives who are totally for the smoke. But when it comes to 
a billion dollar organization like the NFL until the white players are standing hand to hand and speaking out and pushing back like old boy from ESPN did with NASCAR when that noose was found. And he was going on. I thought he was a redneck hillbilly. He is a redneck hillbilly. But guess what he is? He spoke out and said he was tired of the Confederate flag. He was tired of the BS. That was more than any NFL player. And NASCAR is far from progressive. But they were way more progressive than the NFL white players. Well, I I tell you this because like I don't I don't watch NASCAR, but so I didn't I didn't really know like. Me neither. But you, you tell me something sports, totally new. And like me, like I don't I don't watch NASCAR just like I don't watch hockey. You know, I watch a little baseball, but NFL is my sport. You know that, and some other people around me knows that. My family and all that. And I watch a lot of basketball, but my 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 thing is this: you're right. It's a business. Mm-hmm. Whether you, you whether you're a black player, white player, a Hispanic player, Asian player, whatever race you are, it's a business. If you're not performing on the field, you're going to get cut or trade, or you may not find another. You may not play in a, neither of those leagues again. You know, so. To my knowledge, like every 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 big league, mm-hmm. you know, they're not gonna be perfect, like you said. You know, yes, Rochdale mm-hmm. made made mistakes, just mm-hmm. like uh, baseball head coach. I mean, commissioner. Uh, that's like a lot of people don't like, but hey, mm-hmm. it's the business. You know, it's a business, just like Colin Kaepernick. I can't really say too much on him. You nailed that right there. And <clears throat> how else can I say this? Like, man, what? What? Mm-hmm. Basically, like you said, it's a business. You know, and you rather take it or leave it. You know, uh, you got owners that's generating almost maybe close to a billion a year. From accessories to ticket sales to parking lots to contracts, you know, all that. You know, then mm-hmm. you got college football, basketball, playing in the stadium. They go other revenue. You know, do I think the NFL is going to generate mm-hmm. that much revenue? No. Mm-hmm. They already said it, that the revenue is going to drop a lot due to the COVID-19. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, other than that, I mean, mm-hmm. hey, it's a business. But I'll tell you one thing. But let's let I'm gonna let you finish your point. The NFL has sure. made a lot of black millionaires. Okay. So when people say that the million dollar slave, I understand that. But to put a slave with Almost a million definitely. is disrespectful to our ancestors who actually went through slavery. That was real slavery. But in the concept of the athlete and how they're used in the Columbine all the way up, how they're looked at, I can't understand the construct, the, how the mechanism can be a little bit. But there are white oh, players yeah. in the NFL, too. Um, but... 
to call. If, I don't know if anybody, anybody's watched Uncle Tom's Cabin. To compare Uncle Tom's Cabin to the NFL is disrespectful to the ancestors. Yes, the NFL players are treated horribly for what they put their bodies through. They can't even smoke marijuana, but you give them all of these drugs. And then suspend them for it. That they become addictive to, and it's dangerous. Right. But just suspend them for holistic. This looks like they're not going to do anymore or the NFL. In fact, a lot of companies well, are not going to test for marijuana anymore. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. What you were saying, cuz? Go ahead. Yes, sir. No, what, what I was saying was is that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. Now, I'm pretty sure you heard the news. NFL not allowed no drug test. The marijuana is legal. So, and it should have been for a long time now. It should be. You know, but owners and... Beers, you do build. Beer sells a lot of money. Hennessy makes a lot of money during a commercial. You know, but, you know, marijuana, it's like... Look, the NFL, I get it, is a conservative league. I don't got a problem with conservative. I'm not one of those people. I have lot, lots of flaws against liberal Democrats. I think they cap and use our pain. But let's not be hypocrites. Let's, let's, if, you, if, if you believe in the Second Amendment as a conservative and you believe in small government, why do you give a fuck about what the fuck I do when it comes great to point. marijuana? Look, cuz, hey, look, great <laughs> point. But I, you know I, I mean? I, another thing that you was talking about during your point is seven percent of black people are in the NFL, just like it's seventy percent. I think it's more than seventy percent in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I see around seventy five percent, and then you look at. NBA, you got close to 75, 80% mm-hmm. black and African Americans that's that's also millionaires that's playing well. That's that's in the league and that's playing well. Yes, sir. Whether you're on the bench or you're a starter or you're playing well as a starter or off the bench. But if you look at the NFL and you look at how many mm-hmm. owners the NFL are black. Zero. Zero percent of the NFL owners are majority white. Now, do I think the it, all of them? I mean, not majority. majority not, my, my all white. Like, but <laughs> I'm sure there's some ethnicity to some of the white owners, but for the most part. Almost all of the owners, almost all of the owners that's not on cap are white. And there's nothing wrong with that. You made your money. I don't count nobody's money. But what I'm trying oh, to say yes. is most, that most it's definitely white it's privilege. most definitely white privilege. and it's right in front of us. I mean, you look at Jerry Jones. This man is the the owner. The... Love Jerry oh, yeah. Jones. But and he's, 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 he's the owner, person. he's the CEO, he's the president. He's the general manager. He have every right to have those those listings under him because he is the top guy. 
he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, do I do I feel like there have been people in his front office telling him, hey, look, you need to give one of those roles up to some players? Yes. I do believe I do feel like probably son Stephen Jones probably tell him, hey, look, you need to uh give mm-hmm. give one of those roles to probably me or probably someone who's been in the business with you since you built it up. You know, I do feel like they do talk. Owners do talk. That's how they have all these mm-hmm. businesses. This is why they're setting out all these rules, you know, under the CBA, collective bargain agreement. You have all these, just like the NBA. It's the same. They're all in one league. But if you look at how many, what's the percentage mm-hmm. from an owner's perspective, and the NFL is zero, managers is probably 5 to 10%, mm-hmm. probably not even that. And then you look at the NBA, same vice versa. The NHL, same. Baseball, same. And baseball covered up 80% of Latinos mm-hmm. and Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And you. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which yeah. Is our brothers and, and sisters, I got to At the, the end of the day, they all job. work under one league. Do I agree with certain rules in a collective bargaining that all them four leagues has? Mm-hmm. No. No. So, but like you said, mm-hmm. it's business. Who you think will win out? between the owners and the players, the owners. That's why they got the, the NFL PA Players Association to protect those players from getting beaten out by owners, mm-hmm. make sure that they don't get accused mm-hmm. of something uh, they didn't do, like being suspended, for, like you said earlier, on these drugs, but you make marijuana legal. So what about the other meds that these players, PCP, is prescribing them? that they think is legal under the NFL rules. Not every player knows about the collective bargain agreement. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's a, that's the same with all the other leagues. Mm-hmm. Have most of them players and Well, baseball no, the players don't get tested for marijuana, oh, yeah. nor, nor do hockey. Jalen Rose brought this up. They don't so it makes it seem like baseball players in college can get drafted and still play for their collegiate team. So it becomes a racial component in some of these things. And when I talk about on my podcast a lot of times about a Joe Biden or a Donald Trump, what I try to make the commonality is how out of touch they are with social issues. I don't you know. Either. And who's worse or who's better? I don't get into that. I just try to call out the. I just try to get into like what the commonality is. They're out of touch. You know, I'm not one of them people. My slave master better than yours. Biden better than Trump. Trump better than I'm not one of them dudes. Or Adam better than David. uh, David Stern. I'm I'm not what you know. Adam Silver, whatever. That, that, I'm not one of those. It's business. I'm a businessman, so I understand. I recognize business. You know what I mean. There is a racial component, and we can separate the two. So we're separating the racial component. For me, is that when you look at the baseball, hockey, they don't get tested for these things. When you look at baseball, hockey, and the collegiate level, 
they're able to have financial benefits. And shout out to Whitmer, who um, I didn't like the way she handled the pandemic, but shout out to her allowing the collegiate athletes in Michigan to make money off sponsorship. I salute you for that. And that's a big thing. And that's beyond racial lines, but it does impact black collegiate athletes the most because they're the ones, although you do get a free education, and that's like, that's huge. And 99, 98% of these players, 98.99 of these collegiate athletes take advantage of the system. Now, the Kevin Garnett's who didn't go to college and the Kobe's who didn't go to college and LeBron's. So I guess who we want to talk about, uh, you did one and done, Kyrie Irvins, the Chris Webbers, those guys, Michael Jordan, Moser Malone who had to sue the NBA. Those guys who were taking advantage of the system of collegiate sports and that weren't paid and these guys are paid under the table, so I'm not going to act like they're not. But they're not paid fair compensation of what Mike Koshevsky, who deserves his money, Tom Izzo, um, the Alabama coach, uh, Nick Saban, who deserves their money. But some of these guys who are the star athletes of these teams, although they've gotten a free education to uh, a $200,000 university, you can say that's compensation. They graduate. They don't have any student loan debt. And that's a huge that's a huge privilege. But these guys should be able to get to make money off their likeness. Even if it's entrusted in a trust fund where they can't touch it until after they're no longer a collegiate athlete. But with that being said, you know, there's some racial components to the hockey, the tennis, the baseball, which are predominantly white athletes that get to make money being a collegiate athlete versus the sports that are predominantly black that you, let's take my man, uh, used to be the running back oh, for Ohio uh, State. Uh, 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 not, who got was he, he got locked up? I don't think yeah, so. And then, he just got, Ezekiel just got exposed from Pulling girls' shirts and junk down. Not Ezekiel. It's not Ezekiel. Was he it's another guy. Way before him. Claret? Was I think so. But anyway, I, I'm just saying a lot of these guys got in trouble. LaMelo had 22, eight rebounds, five assists. He's special. But, you know, it's just – you know what I mean? It's just those guys or uh, Cam Newton got in trouble for a jersey or a laptop. Uh, Tyra, what's my man that ended up playing for Cleveland? Terrell Bryant. From a quarterback to, uh, um, what's his name? Played for Ohio State. Terrell Pryor got in trouble for a jersey. Signing and get you know, it's just like, come on, man. That's what I was saying. Like, I, I know rules are rules. Some, some rules, rules are stupid. That the CBA got under, or the rules over there in the NCAA rule. One eighteen ninety one Clippers with 
646 to go in the fourth. Let me yeah. give me one last drink. Oh, yeah. But no, but uh, another thing I want to talk about, I'm going to make it real quick because I know you got to go to bed and everything. Um, no, you got, no, you got the floor. And, and here's another you thing done. we got to talk, talk as about long as you is want. how the government of uh, California signed in a bill that suspects to uh, – yeah, we signed in where college basketball Gavin, players, Governor Gavin, they get, they get paid signing in 2022 or 23. To but so I like that. I, I, I like that. And, and the reason why is this. It's progressive. Oh, yeah, I love it too, man. I love it. And here, I think he's handled the pandemic oh, yeah. the best and, out of all the guys. And I, and I only. I ain't never been out to California, people, so, you know, I don't know when I'm going out there, you know, but I would love, that's like the next state. Hey, I heard the women look good out there in Cali, too. So, <laughs> but go ahead, shout man. out to you women out in Cali. I'm thinking, too. Uh, women look good everywhere oh, yeah, but, in California. California. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta I'm go out there the one day, guys. But the here's move. the thing that I do, I do like about. Oh yeah, when hey, hey, whenever you move out there, get out there with me. Oh weeks. yeah, cause I, hey, like I would love to come to this country, but I, I can't go there right now due to the COVID and everything. You know, but we'll we'll talk about that at like like a later date. You know, but here here here's the thing. Here's the thing that I do love about Galvin. Oh yeah, For I'm sure. hitting the plane there. We get you out. Oh yeah, Cali. I have to go out there. Hey, shout out Bay to the Bay Area. Area. Oh yeah, shout I have to. I have to, to. I have to go out there, man. I've been. I want to. I want to feel that Cali sunshine weather and you know the 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 scenery. You know. Shout out to Harlem too, and everybody in the D, and all my folks out there in Atlanta. You know, we worldwide with this. My oh, shout yeah. my. Everybody but, out there but, in T dot in the six. Oh yeah, man, I was in Chicago Shy, back in Drake. September. Like uh, I was back there in Shy, you know, downtown Chicago, man. It's pretty beautiful, man. You know, it, it, it's, it's beautiful. Oh yes, I ain't I ain't going. It's I ain't gorgeous. going to hood. The hood is a motherfucker, though. Excuse my <laughs> language. Shytown, one of the realest places I've been to. I remember I'll tell you this quick story. I was out in the shot, man. Me and my boy Rizza, my boy Dr. Drizze, Dre, Dre. Not Dr. Dre from LA, but my man's out of Chicago, by, by way of the Chicago, but also a Detroiter as well. And we out there, we was uh, out there, we was going to the clubs, whatever. And uh, it's gangster, Chicago gangster. It's a different level of gangster. I went to Alabama State, so I've been around all types of cats from all over the states. So Chicago is different. I've been around L.A. cats, been around Bay cats, Atlanta cats, cats from New York, D.C., you know, Arkansas, Miami, you know. The hood is the same everywhere, but Chicago is a different element. But we out there, and, you know, we got some – girls followed us back, you know, just on some copacetic stuff. There's nothing nothing freaky or nothing. We just chopping it up, elevating our minds and coming from the club and 
we in Chicago with my man Dre. And the girls are like, y'all from Detroit, y'all crazy. And we like, we in Chicago. We just got in from the club. <laughs> like, we was worried we was about to die. What is y'all talking about? <laughs> it was funny, though, because they was looking at us like we was crazy. We was like, Man, we ready to get the hell out of here. They looking at oh, yeah. us like, y'all crazy. But every mm-hmm. hood is crazy. But, oh, yeah. Um, I got to ask you this, G. Mm-hmm. Today's December 30th. You know, I'm going to ask you your basketball picks, but first before your basketball picks and your final four in basketball, I want your final two in the Super Bowl and your Super Bowl. Um, uh, I can take a guess, and I would love to. Oh, yeah. We, we're going to do another one uh, later, but just right now, as of December 3rd. I, I, can, see, I can see Kansas City. So you've seen it all before World. it came. And the Super Bowl, and the re and the, and don't sleep on the L.A. Rams, uh, but they they hurt right now, and I hope golf and Cooper Cup is back for the wild card if they get when they get in there. But I don't see no team in the AFC beat Kansas City. The only closest team that who can beat Kansas City, and I would say the Ravens. I need now. If you look at the week three matchup, you'll say, "Oh no, no, can't see the whoop they ass," and they did. I can see Tampa, but the one thing that I see that 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 bothers me is the Buccaneers secondary. They've been getting gashed. It. They've been getting gashed. Now you, the Lions game. There's, you know, there's there was they didn't have no quarterback. You know, uh, but. You look at the Buccaneers secondary, that's like the one thing that concerns me about them. Now, can the Buccaneers keep up with anybody in that playoffs? Yes, because they have Brady. They got he got offense like a a, a glory over there with Godwin Evans, Antonio Brown, Brout, uh I mean you got um Sean Miller and all of them. The rookie Sean Miller. You know, Brady got options, but the one thing, the only way Brady can mm-hmm. can get to rep the to be the first NFL team in NFL history to play a Super Bowl in his own stadium, you know that the Bucs can be the first team in NFL history to play to represent the Super Bowl at their own stadium. But then you got. The L.A. Rams, who has the number one overall defense, who can play, I think, with anybody in that NFC in the playoffs. Then you're looking at New Orleans. They got the second-ranked defense. But can you – I love Drew Brees, man. uh, I I, I love Drew Brees. Drew Brees. But there there was games in the playoffs where – you know, from the Vikings game to losing in the NFC Championship to the L.A. Rams, you know, and then it's it, it look. I I hate they changed the playoff format. Like I, I really hate it, but also at the same time, I love it because you finally put in a seventeen from each conference, the AFC and NFC, the to, to have a shot to get in the playoffs. But 
The LA Rams is a team in the wild card. You got the two, three, four, five, six, and seven teams all in wild cards. It's just like the NBA type playoff format. You got the two and the seven, three and the six, five and the four. And the one seed gets the bye week only from the NFC and the AFC. Mm-hmm. And then least is likely going to be the Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you see they're resting Patrick Mahomes for Sunday. I don't blame Andy Reid. That's one guy. That's one head coach that I respect and love. I think he, he's one of the greatest. But you got the NFC. You got Seattle. You got Russell Wilson. You got DK Metcalf, who I got, man, the second season, balling. And he's going to be in top five receiving category in another year or so. And I know people need to stop sleeping on DK Metcalf. Uh, Russell Wilson never had this type of receiver, uh, this this good of a receiver. You could say Doug Baldwin may be his best receiver, but DK Metcalf, my God, that guy is a baller, just like his partner over there out of Ole Miss, A.J. Brown, who's balling with the Tennessee Titans. Both of them guys came out of Ole Miss, and they both of them played together, and they played pretty well. But you look at the and I'm, I'm, I ain't going to talk about the LC right now. I'm just talking about the NFC. I ain't trying to put too much in because I don't want to kind of fuck up the topic the next time, you know. But I'm going to just give Rams, Bucks, and the Saints right there in that area that can get the Tampa. But I got more to say on about those three teams. Now, AFC, oh, you got Kansas City. Then you got Lamar Jackson, who has not won a playoff game. He's 0-2. Um both both at home. I think it was the LA Chargers with Phillip Rivers who beat him mm-hmm. and then the Tennessee Titans beat him last year at home. So uh I'm not gonna really talk too much because I ain't trying to like mess up the mm-hmm. like giving all the topic information on our next topic about the NFL playoffs, ALC NFT edition. Uh yeah, so I'm gonna just save some of that for later. Let's save it. Let's, let's you know, hour, let me yeah. uh, wrap it up because <laughs> we well it. over. Uh, oh yeah, a, we, we well over. It was a good conversation. Um, uh, the Clippers are up one twenty four one hundred three. Let me get my observation. I've been watching this game. Ibaka has changed his team. Um, uh, Luke Kennard has changed his team. I, I know he's not playing like a sixty million dollar player right now. But he's a glue guy. I think he's changed his team. The Clippers are a problem. And the bubble last year was an anomaly. People said that last year was the toughest finals. What's the tough finals? Is hopping on a, a, a commercial flight from L.A. to Boston. That's the tough finals. Being in the bubble has its components to be a little difficult. But I think it was a lot easier. But you, when you're dealing with, you know, I'm an ex-lineal. I'm a Generation X, more leaning more towards a millennial. But when you're dealing with these millennials, you know, they, 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 it's the popcorn generation. I'm part of the popcorn generation. And I'm, there's no knock against your generation. I salute to all generations. I'm not that type of guy. But, you know, it, it's not hard. It's, it's simple. 
but when you have these privileges as an athlete and you, you know you have your wealth it's hard for you to be isolated so it did make it hard in that scenario but not having to travel and get on a three four hour flight two hour flight back and forth every two nights made it a lot easier now we are traveling and there's going to be some attrition to traveling and getting up, being in a different state in the playoffs. And I think this is going to be whoever wins this title. This is going to be the, one of the tougher finals to win, in my opinion. And uh, the Clippers, Brooklyn, if I had to do it right now, I, I would do the Clippers are the number one seed right now for me. Brooklyn's two. The Lakers are three. Phoenix is four. Those are the best teams I've seen. Milwaukee's five. Haven't seen every team play. The Hornets look really good, but they're they're not ready for prime time. But they Michael Jordan might have finally figured it out. But um, the Clippers with Ibaka look really good. Paul George is phenomenal. He's playing a little bit better right now than Kawhi. And this is going to be an interesting season. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me give my picks for the NFL before I, I dip off. I'm I'm obviously going to go with Kansas City as the favorite. My dark horse is Tampa Bay to win it all, too. But uh, we got to tap in. Gabe, give me uh, a it's, Twitter uh, at handle. Only BME Tell me follow you on there, man. Man, great football analysis. You you know, he, he won his fantasy league. You know, he know his football. He know his basketball. And I love you, cuz. You know, all right, can, man. I'll at you tomorrow, man. All right, look, look, off, love uh, you too, cuz. and man, tell your father that yeah, I'm gonna take it I love him. Right tell your now. sister, Ole. I love her also, man. I can't wait to see y'all again, man. I haven't seen Ole, you know, in like three years, man. For oh, sure. yeah, for sure. Once we get out this Twilight Zone, we do a family reunion, <laughs> man, again. Yeah, can, uh, that's true. Not be so weird and antisocial like everybody is right now. Nobody, yep. you can't even cough in public. You sneeze, you fuck, everybody thinks you got COVID. But, uh, yes, sir, we 87 minutes, so we're we going to shut it. We're going to shut it down. It's for the coaches. Your boy, Gabe. All right, Cuzzo. Hi, yo. Signing out for the culture. Yep. I'll holler at you, Cuzzo. <laughs> Yo, yo, cuzzo, what's good? What's good? Cause oh. popped up on you, man. I'm up here watching the uh, Clippers Trailblazer game, man. I'm just uh, doing a um, a live analysis on the game. You know, we just talk a little shop. How you been, man? Oh yeah, man. I've been good, man. Just been, you know, focus on, you know, the games and from football, ready for the NFL playoffs. Um, I'm ready. Man, I went uh, 11 and three in that league, and then I get ho- I get hosed <laughs> in my first oh. game. Man, <laughs> yeah, I seen and that, man. End up finishing 11. How did you uh end up uh? How did you do in the championship game? Oh, I blew, I blew uh Juwanji Mao. I blew him off the map, man. You got I, that? See, got that dub? Yeah, because like when I. Like, cause when I uh when I I, set, I had to set my lineup, I had to 
you know, change. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, James Robertson, those guys got hurt, and it was not going to play. And I just said, okay, let me go to the free agency market. Let me see who I can get. I was about to pick up Le'Veon Bell, but I said, uh, I don't think Kansas City is going to be really running the ball against Atlanta. So let me go get David Johnson. Cincinnati's rushing defense is horrible. So I put him in the lineup, and I put Allen Robertson against the bad secondary of Jacksonville. And I, and I had to get George Kittle because my homeboy's homegirl dropped him when he broke his ankle back in week eight. And uh, I picked him up. He put up 92 yards. I had 71 points by Saturday. Mike Evans put up 30 points for me. And I had like 71, 72 points. And then I went in Sunday and I just took off. Oh, you took off. I seen that. I got two third pace finishes, man. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I take it, you know, you know, we, I was hard. I wanted to win my first championship. This is my, I've been in this, uh, since 2018. So this is my 18, 19. This is my third year. Uh, I've been in two finals. Um, but you know, it just didn't, didn't work out with COVID and, you know, some guys had a dud, but yeah, like, what was it last year? Uh, or the year before last, Ty Gurley doesn't play. <laughs> cost me a championship. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, I, I didn't even make. I didn't even make it into the playoffs last year. But I told my homeboy back. Yeah, I told I told my homeboy back in July. I said, "Look, man, we have this." Um, I said, "I'm going aggressive. Like, I, I, I like. I'm, I'm, I'm going aggressive." And you know that was it. That 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 was it. And he was asking me like he was asking me like who you're picking. I said I can't tell you that. I said I can't tell you that. And that that was it. Well, that, next that, year, that make sure the, the 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 top two teams get a buy. Tell you, <laughs> oh, I mean. <laughs> I, I could go back and ask him. I could go back and ask him. But saying, like you, what's the whole purpose of finishing first, like me and you did, respectively? Uh, I thought yeah. we was gonna meet in the finals, and I'd have been. That's happy what that. I. I also thought that too. Now I tell you this, because if Eric Ebron did not get hurt against the Bengals, I would have won. won. You would have won. won. I lost by I, a point, less than a point. Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to I, I checked. Uh, I needed uh, Clay Poole to get a junk catch. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's fantasy life. You just got to take the good with the bad. But um, I thought, well, he, he got to get a, he, you know, we should have got buys. We shouldn't have had to play. What's the whole point going through 14, 15 weeks and have to play the first round? Uh, there's no, there's no advantages of, Finishing first if you don't get the buy, and we should have got the buy, but whatever. You still there, cuz? Yeah, 
Yeah, we are watching this Clippers game. Got a little technical difficulties. Let me tap back in with my cousin. We'll